Hey, everybody. This week on the show, it's our three-year anniversary. And so we're going to play a Finger Guns trivia game. I really hope that one of the questions is to not... Is to... Act, oh, shit. I fucked up the joke. All right. See you guys later. Three years of this shit. Finger Guns Comedy. When this episode released on the podcast, it'll be our three-year anniversary. To the date, this show has changed so much since then. And, um, you know, it really got us thinking, where were we three years ago? Imagine there's no sorrow. I'm just kidding, guys. I It's just a you know, six-month-old joke. Um, so three years ago, uh, when the show first started, they had a different Steve Sotelo on the show. Um, but in the middle, towards the end of season one, they started having some contract negotiations and they just went a different route. But they wanted someone this time around that uh, had a better look, brought more sex uh, appeal to the show, which is why they casted me as the Steve Sotelo replacement. Um, so I've been doing that for two of the three years. And uh, I want to say, I think... I've been doing a good job. Um, it's been a it's been a fun time. So here's hoping for another three years of Fear Guns, and uh, let's hope that I am the last Steve Sotelo replacement. Happy anniversary, Finger Guns! Three years. You know, a lot has changed in three years. It's for me personally, you know, I, I used to have a girlfriend three years ago. That's changed due to the podcast. You know, I, uh, I never had a mullet before. Didn't have a mullet three years ago. Again, changed because of the podcast. I'm very thankful. And most importantly, I'd never been through a global pandemic. Thanks again, Finger Guns. Wow, three years of Finger Guns. That's, that's a lot of time. You know, three years ago, I was employed. I was, uh, I was, I was, what was I? Three years ago, I remembered things, and now I'm, I'm slowly not. I can't even remember what I did yesterday. Am I losing my memory? What am I filming? What is, what is this? Who are you? Wow, three years of Finger Guns comedy. That's amazing, honestly. Uh, I didn't know that we had it in us, you know? Three years ago, we were just a fledgling crew of misfits hanging out on the ship uh, called the Black Pearl, right? And it, it could go underwater sometimes, and we wouldn't die, and it would come back up above water, and we'd say, where's Jack Sparrow? We gotta find him, you know? And then three years later, it's like we've had a podcast for three years. Crazy. <laughs> anyway, thanks for being fans. We love you. Keep on keeping on, you bunch of fucking Parker heads. What has the podcast done for me, you ask? Well, let me tell you, listen, there's, there's a lot of things that was going wrong in my life beforehand. You know, I was, I was, I was gangfully employed. I wasn't doing drugs. Uh, you know, I, I was, I was, I was, you know, I was living, living larger than life. Uh, and you know, now, podcast just changed my life in so many ways. You know, I'm unemployed now, uh, so I have freedom. 
as I look at it, I have freedom to just get done all the things that I could never get done before. Uh, like, 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 for instance, I have completely alphabetized my coin collection. But you know, those just a couple of ways that, you know, the Finger Guns Comedy Podcast is really just drastically taking my life down a completely different uh, avenue than I ever thought possible. So, you know, I, all in all, I'm happy, I think. And I just, you know, I just want to say, you know, thank you. Thank you to you all for helping me live on my dream. Much love. Wow. Thanks, everybody. And here's the three more. Welcome to Finger Guts Comedy. I'm Adam Macias. Three years uh, of this. Uh, and look at where we are, everybody. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, I'm Adam Macias. This is Finger Guns Comedy. This is a show where every week we try to figure out what the fuck to do. Uh, I'm going to bring in our guests. Uh, or I'm going to bring in uh, some of my co-hosts here. Uh, we got Ezra Parter. What's going on, buddy? Hello, I am <laughs> stoked to be here. I was just writing something in our private little little behind the scenes chat. I wasn't ready to come mm-hmm. on yet, but I'm so glad that I'm on and ready now. <laughs> well, uh, I can we can we read it? Is that is that okay? Uh, uh, you yeah. Wanna... Okay. Uh, uh, someone in the chat told me to quit my job in solidarity with the joke that I had made previously. Uh, which was an observation I made in that video. Um, everyone but me quit their jobs since the show, which I guess uh, I guess I, I have to, to quit. Be, solidarity. To, to be fair, I I believe some of them may have lost their jobs. I don't think they quit uh, per se. True. Yeah. So, do you want to get fired? Maybe you get fired. You want to yeah, try um, to get fired real quick? Let me just say, uh, um, my, to my boss Jerry, um, this is my two weeks notice. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Well, speaking of uh, two weeks notice, uh, this person is currently on the job right now. Uh, he's not going to, he's not going to, he's gonna, pulled up his microphone in pre- preparation. It's Denzel Ward. What's up, buddy? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I have to hold it right now, so I don't know about my volume controls, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's a very cool, uh, you got a, like a cool ring light going on uh, right next to you. I could see yeah. some sort of glow happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you could say that I am sent from, uh, I would say heaven, but not getting in that place. So I don't know. Not uh, quite yeah, me, sure. Me either. Me either. What, what, what makes you think you're not going to get into heaven, man? Oh, oh, I've, <laughs> boy, stuff, stuff, man, stuff. Yeah. Can't even talk about can't even talk about it, really. Ezra, you think you're gonna get in heaven? You know, my first reaction is to say I'm Jewish. Um, which I think like (laughs) I've played that joke too many times and I probably shouldn't. Um, not on this show. Keep it coming, baby. Would tell me who would tell me not to do that. Um, but uh and it's not my mom. Who would that be? Oh yeah, I was gonna say who is that? Is that your 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 rap? Your, yeah, my rabbi. rabbi. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> your rabbi. Uh, oh, speaking of rabbi, I'm going to talk to my rabbi, my, my one of my closest friends, Edward James. What's up, buddy? You want to try that one again, dog? <laughs> no, rabbi. I mean, listen, I'm great, dude. We made it, dude. We made it. And when I say we made it, I don't we mean we made it for years. I mean, we made it to October, dude. We, we made did. it to October. We really did. Because listen, it's Halloween time. It's Halloween time, sweeties. And you know what that means. I need a, what are those small candies? The bite-sized ones? I need a bite-sized boo thing. I need a, no, 
I need a bite-sized boothang. You know, I need a snack-sized shouty. You know, I need a, I need a spooky cutie. Um, do you, are, are you planning on like maybe going to on, on any like, Halloween parties or anything? Uh, nah, <laughs> no, man. No, 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 no. I don't do parties anymore. I do. Uh, oh yeah, raves. No, I don't do. No, 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 no. Raves are just an escalation of parties. I don't do parties anymore, Adam. I, you know, I've been, uh, I've been, uh, do you like escalates? Do escalates. Yeah. Uh, no, I do compressors. I do compressors much like uh, much like Pimp C does compressors on the international players anthem. You know when he says mm. money, money mm. on the dresser, drive a compressor. Mm. Uh, of course, of course, rest in peace, Pimp C. And what does that mean? You think? What, like I know what it means. Like to drive a compressor, of course, but uh, to drive a type of car. And yeah, then that's was a car it. Yeah. Oh, but listen. Oh, it was. I just, I just remember something truly significant in my life. I want to hold my mic too. I'm gonna hold my mic. Yeah, fuck yeah. Let's hold hold our mics today. Okay, I can't take it. Let's hold it. Oh, by the way, (laughs) this Justin breaking news. I'm not Trevor Noah or anything, but breaking news. I got a sponsorship with Polaroid. I'm the first ever comic to be sponsored by a camera. We did it, y'all. Life is good. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Life is good, and I'm wearing my bandana like Tupac because much like him, uh, I enjoy music. I did. You, oh, okay. You enjoy music just like Tupac is famously yes. a gigantic music uh, music fan. I did want to ask. So, Polaroid is that still a business? Yeah. What do you mean? Of course, it's a business. And much like Antonio Brown, I hope you come back to the league. Business is booming, man. Business is booming. Speaking Mr. of sports. Speaking of sports, let's go. I did want to follow up on this. If you listened to the show last week or watched the show mm. last week. Oh, hell yeah. Um, uh, we, uh, Danny and Ed, uh, committed very hard on the uh, Heat and Five, uh, and, and I don't know sports, but I'm just kind of curious. Uh, how is that going, by the way? Man, it's going ah. great, dude. It's going great. We just won yesterday. It's two one. Uh, oh. Heater down. Oh, heat the five. heater uh, at two. That's awesome. That's not bad. No, 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 no. They're at one. Two. Oh, yeah. oh. Mathematically, yeah. Heat and Five is not possible, but the ethos is still alive, man. We could, yeah. you know, we could pull this off. Look, I'm not a Heat fan. I, I don't really even. I haven't watched one of the games yet, but but Heat and Five is still alive. But Heat and Five is still alive. Um, look, man, look how good. I look. When you, when do you, when do you think? Well, yeah, let's all let's all just mug at the camera real quick. Don't mug the camera. You have to, you have to, you have to Heat and yeah. Five the camera. Heat and uh, Five. We're camera. doing great. Shout out to Altoid Beat for questioning what the hell I know about. Look at this. Look at this. Look at these bums. Look at these bums. What the hell does Ed know about Polaroid? Listen, Altoid Beat. No parties in the pandemic. Yes, true. No parties in the pandemic. Listen, Altoid Beat. I know a lot about Polaroid, but due to my contract with them, I can't say anything about them. So you'll have to excuse me. This is it's much like Joe Rogan signing that Spotify deal. A bunch of people are still trying to kick him out of, of Spotify. That, a that's bunch of people trying to say? kick me out of a, a bunch of people trying to kick me out of uh, Polaroid uh, because they because think that your, your, your opinions are too problematic and you spread fake yeah. news. Okay, uh, no, right, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I was. Uh, they're just trying to kick me out. What are you going to say, Ezra? Uh, I just I thought that was exactly why. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I got to put my mic down. This is I, I'm not strong enough. I'm, I'm not oh, strong enough. Uh, I have to make like... myself to put it back. <laughs> uh, okay, well, you know what? Uh, I just want to check in. 
I want to check in with everybody. Um, you know, how, how's life? How's life with everybody? Uh, uh, Ezra, you got a haircut. It appears as if you Looking are back home. You're back home. I'm talking. Uh, I gave you a question as clearly you can't answer it. Denzel, where are you at right now? Uh, I'm located in L.A. Uh, at a site. Uh, it's a pretty crappy area over here. And per like all or most L.A. streets, uh, the streets suck over here. I don't understand how. I mean, I don't know if L.A. is broke or what, but clearly people are not voting for the streets to get repaired you know, properly. That, that actually does uh, bring up a good transition, actually. So uh, later on the show, uh, we're going to play a, a recap game show based off of uh, Ezra and uh, some friends of his. Uh, Slam and Sam Jade and Jesse are going to be joining us a little bit later. But before that, we're going to play an interview with Lori Candinas, a.k.a. Yeah. Denzel's uh, aunt. I yep. said aunt. Denzel's aunt, uh, who is a union organizer, and also we t- in that interview we uh, talked a lot about um, uh, working in Los Angeles and where uh, money should be allocated for uh, police reform and social security and how to improve our cities. And actually, it was like a really really cool interview. And so yes, you know, speaking Jay, of by the way, <laughs> say again, yes on Prop J. By the way, that's a that's <laughs> on Prop J. Yeah. money. Yes, on Prop J. And we actually did talk about how um, putting money in different cities can actually help your community. So uh, please stick forward to that. We'll play a little five-minute teaser. And so please check out our podcast where the full interview will be. Um, so Ezra, I did. I just, uh, I think I bought enough time for you. How's, that? How's being back home in LA? It's, you know, it was really great until all of a sudden the air was unbreathable again, which I was frustrated about because I just wanted to go outside. You know, that's the best thing about LA. You get to walk around outside. There's sun. It's great. But then today I was like, oh, if I go out there, I will breathe in bad air. But you know what? It's going to get better. It's going to get back to normal. And I'm going to love it again. And I did have to cut my hair because it's so hot. Uh, you cut your hair because it's so hot. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, that's a good one. You- that's my advice. Did you uh, cut it yourself? Yeah, I've been wow. cutting it myself since I was uh, since I was uh, in college and I had no income. Were you going to say a little boy? I was going to say a little boy, but that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just felt uh, it felt right off the tongue. Just like that's one of my. If you ever played a, a Jackbox game with me, which I think none of you have, um, I have. I, I think so. Oh, you have. That's Britain. true. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I apologize. Oh man, now I up. Yo, let's fucking dish the podcast and play this right now. Let's do. Uh, Yo, y'all down to yeah. do some fibbage, babies? One of my favorite joke strat stylings in that game is to just put the word "little" before stuff and say it like this: "Little boy." (laughs) Works every time. I love it. Well, speaking of games, let's go ahead and bring on our guests for the evening. Uh, Let's go ahead with uh, slamming, slamming, slamming Sam J. What's up, Sam J. Johnson? Is that right, Johnson Johannesburg? No, that's not right. Which one is it? Look, I don't want to get doxxed tonight, so let's just go with Johannesburg. Um, yeah, my name man. is Slammin' Sam J. Jonasburg. Wow, uh, I'm great. Cool. It's great to it's great to meet Denzel. Uh, it's great to see Edward, my biggest fan, and the reason why I'm blushing right now. And it's good to see Adam because I haven't seen you since you let me co-host Finger Guns like 25 episodes ago. That seems um, like so long ago. What a crazy, crazy, crazy time. Speaking of making it to October, that was like in April. Like mm-hmm. that was like four sh- show formats. Four ago. Four, yeah, yeah, that's a long, <laughs> long time ago. Uh, um, how, how have you been, bud? 
It's, I've been great. I voted today. I, I completed my mail-in ballot. Um, Fuck yeah. Fuck I, yeah. I am a proud socialist, so I use the DSA LA's voting oh, guide. Which out. I think you're cutting out. Sorry. Uh, I heard him just fine. It's big government, man. They, I said the word socialist, and they wanted me fucking gone. Um, can't, can't be on this uh, wild platform where six people are watching us. Use DSALA.org <laughs> to... Uh, they run you through all the propositions we have to answer. Um, there's a lot of confusing ones. Uh, I, if you follow me... Follow me on Instagram. You know, the one I'm most passionate about is Proposition 22, which is um, about, it is about, it was written by um, uh, Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Postmates. Um, these oh. companies, these startup, these startup tech billionaire companies, uh, the proposition, yeah. if you vote yes, makes it so that they can file all of their drivers and employees as um, independent contractors. It's DSALA. Yes. Um, yeah, sorry, that was um, a little typo. Uh, this, if you vote yes on Proposition Twenty Two, it makes it so that they are um, independent contractors. Therefore, you don't have to give them um, benefits such as health care, insurance, uh, driver like car insurance, uh, just basic health benefits, uh, minimum wage. They well, are real quickly. They, where do you uh, where do you fall on that? Yes or no on on? Uh, it is on a hard no. It's a hard no because you want them to have to, to they spent $181 million on making it seem that dr like drivers want this to happen. They keep marketing, marketing it as like, please vote yes, because that may, that gives our drivers more freedom to choose what they want. And uh, if you open up any of these apps, it will say vote yes on there. And if you just do a little research, it, you'll see that if, if you vote no, it forces these, these, these companies to have to give, treat their employees as humans and give them basic Union rights. Speaking of unions, it makes them. Speaking uh, of unions, to, it makes yeah, them have for to that get, interview. Yeah, they God, have to be treated as employees. For this thing, are so infuriating because it's like mm -hmm. these like nice drivers who are in their cars are like just getting home, taking like their single moms. Out, like, oh, we'd love to have this pass. It would ruin our lives. Yeah, uh, but the DSA, which is if you if you like the idea of Medicare for all, if you like the idea of basic uh, human rights and unions, and the idea of that the rich should be taxed to infinity. Um, if you like that idea, then you should do you should do your due diligence and go to the DSALA, and they kind of have like a guide of like vote for this because there's like a, I, I when I voted today there's like circuit judges, there's like community college like school board stuff yes. like supervisor, yeah. all these things I have literally no fucking idea. It's and I, literally if I, even so if I, confusing. Even sometimes. if I try to like do my research, I'm gonna end up like going on a fake news website and thinking that I'm doing the right thing. So they do a really good job of like being like vote this, vote that. And obviously, like I'm not telling you just like blindly vote one side, but it's um, it's very important to like if you align with those values, it's 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 very helpful. Well, thank and you so much, Sam. Thank you. Can well, I, add I mean, real quick, go ahead. If you like, if you align with those ideas, but don't like the word um, socialist, that's cool. I get it. Instead of going to DSL LA, which you should do. Uh, if you are into that. But if you like these ideas and you don't feel comfortable with the word socialist, go to LAPodcast.com and follow their voter guide. It will tell you to do the oh, exact same thing, but without the word. It's so good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It'll, make you, it'll, it'll make you feel less afraid to say mm -hmm. socialist in front of your racist uh, family. Exactly. Well, I do want to let's go ahead and bring in our second guest because uh, I hope, I hope, I can't wait to hear what proposition he wants to vote for. <laughs> Jesse, what's going on, man? What's going on, guys? What's up, man? Hey, look at that microphone right there. This yeah, one right it's here. So good. It's very yeah. nice, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not even oh, I love that. That's a great bit. Uh, That's a great I, bit. That was great. Hey, that worked you. out. I, I will also say I am also not going to heaven, um, and the reason is because Ezra is Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> that's the power I have over my friends. Yeah, wow, that's that's yeah. very We're cool. So how have you been, Jesse? Uh, you know, I've been great. I've been you know studying the propositions as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Most of I like how you prop- said that. You almost said that like uh, like it is like speaking of Judaism. Like you study the Torah. You know, you're yeah. like you're, you're like wildly <laughs> we, go over it. Listen, so. you you read the propositions from right to left. That's <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you awesome. settle on the left. Am I right? Am I right, Sam? Settling on the left. Yeah. Because of right to anyways. left, maybe right <laughs> to left like a. He won't even dignify it. <laughs> I, I was feeling like as he was talking, I was like, the right thing to do comedic- comedically is for me to come on here and like take the opposite stance of all five Absolutely. of you. But I yes. think it is uh, <laughs> it is unfortunately too important this year to do that. So I'm going to just go ahead and defer all of my beliefs, my my hopes and beliefs to what Sam said. Yeah, let's all let's yeah, all just drop thing. drop the bits and just hey guys, just vote. Like let's yeah. just get yeah. let's just like be happy for another for four years, please. Come on. Did any, did any of you guys open up your ballots yet? If you got them by mail, I have not. I haven't got mine. Oh, yet. I got you, mine. You, I, I haven't opened them yet. Yeah, no. You the it's the very last page is president in the fourth option down is this random fucking guy named Rocky like. De La Squila and his oh, vice president oh, oh. pick is Kanye West. So Kanye West has gone from a presidential <laughs> nominee for the birthday party to a uh, vice president nominee for this random party by this guy whose first name is Rocky. Uh, <laughs> so that's actually, a little funny. Say that, say that, wait, hey, Rocky when did this happen? I, his name is Rocky De La Fuega. Um, De La Fuente. Rocky De La Fuente. He's an ex-Republican who tried to run against oh. Trump in the primaries in Florida and lost, obviously. And um, Kanye is his vice president nominee. If you go on to, if you look at your ballot, it's the very last page in the back. It says presidential selection, Donald J. Trump, Joseph Biden, fucking Rocket De La Fuente with Kanye West featuring it's Kanye just, West. It's just fucking, uh, <laughs> just guessed it on his album. Fucking Rocket, Rocky De La Produced. I, I just want to say, say, oh no, go ahead, Jesse. All I was going to say is I, I might vote for Kanye because much like Tupac, I like music. <laughs> yeah. Cotton, Tupac, if, if, known for, if nothing else, if not for nothing else, known for his love of music. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, Hotel, go ahead. Tupac theory to me recently. Yeah, go- I want to run by you. I can't take credit for it. It's It belongs okay. to Kara Myers, but her theory is okay. that Tupac and Biggie were so in love that they had to fake their own deaths so they could be together. <laughs> I love that on, on an island in uh, you know near Cuba. That yeah, little Saint James feels so happy. I mean, listen that that theory mm. couldn't be more false for Tupac and Biggie, but that theory couldn't be more true for me and Sam. Um, <laughs> so if I'm not on next week, you know, <laughs> you know where we went. <laughs> I just we're in Cuba, in Cuba. Well, I've always Cuba. said that Sam is the the Biggie Smalls of uh, the recap game show. And uh, yeah. Ed is the uh, Tupac of finger guns, so I think that definitely works. Okay. Um, well, you, you know, speaking of uh, the presidents, I, I, or you know, presidents of, let's go ahead and just talk about what happened this week. All right, our president had coronavirus, has coronavirus. He he uh, flew, has you know, whatever whatever you believe. Uh, he, he got flown to uh, his uh, the hospital, uh, uh, and 
And now he is officially released uh, this as of this Monday back to uh, the the White House. Um, what are we thinking, Denzel? I see, I see a, I see a, a face right now. What's going on? I'm just gonna just gonna jump out there. And when I first when he, when I first saw that tweet and he's like, I got COVID. I was like, Cap, you're a liar. I don't <laughs> believe you. I don't believe you. And I don't know if it's just because like everything about him makes me just not believe anything. But it's like, how convenient that you now get COVID after all this other stuff that's happened in the past month. That whole interview or the interview thing that came out and he knew yeah. allegedly. Well, he's essentially, had- he's he's the boy that cried virus, you know, like he's the, yeah. it, it, he can't, he's literally lied up to every single moment and has downplayed it. And now all of a sudden, like it, it it's literally like, it is a, a parable on it, in yeah. on itself. Yeah, I told him um, to prove it. That's what I told him. Told him on the internet. Not that he's gonna see my tweet, but I said prove it. That's I what I told him. I, my first fear is I Denzel, I kind of fell into that camp of like, you know, maybe he just wants to like stay off the campaign trail mm. and just wants to kind of like like just keep quiet until the election. Uh, but like it's it's from what I've heard and what I've seen, it seems like he thinks he won the debate and he wants to debate and he's been telling people in his circle that he fucking like bodied joe biden which he kind of did like um he bodied <laughs> joe biden what a I, I, what a phrase, what a phrase. I that sounds, he, he you, moved on him like a bitch i'll just tell you yeah. that like listen i moved on him like he moved on him like a bitch truly yeah if you if you if you were in if you were like me and you were praying to uh jesus allah whatever you call the jewish god um Ezra uh it's and you were and you were praying that he dies and you're hoping he he died an embarrassing, an embarrassing death Hashim, himself. Hashim is, is the right answer Hashim um, if you were, if right you were hoping answer. for if you were hoping that Trump died and you hope everybody in this camp who got it died uh like me um here and you're and you're kind of afraid he won't die because it's been a couple days and we he's he's getting better getting better uh I found this tweet Herman Cain famously died <laughs> of uh, coronavirus uh, on June 24th, he contracted it. Or on June 24th, he attended a Trump rally and got. And then seven uh, July 2nd, he tested positive. On July 10th, he said he was improving. On July 15th, he said his doctor seems ha- his doctor seems happy. On 7:27, he said he's really getting better. And on 7:30, rest in peace, King. We're gonna miss yeah. your pizza restaurant, man. Yeah. That yeah. Kane died. That's and, crazy. And then, he had it for then, a whole month. Yeah, yeah, and then on eight, I think on eight fifteen, he tweeted out, "Don't worry about masks, <laughs> everything's fine." He really <laughs> did, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his family. Uh, is, so, uh, I don't even want to get into. Yeah, I will say. Oh no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 you go. You go. You go. You know, I was just gonna say to piggyback off, like, yeah, like part of that was like, oh, maybe he's, you know, just trying to set the campaign train. And I went, no, no, because this arrogant fuck, I know he mm-hmm. thinks one. I know mm-hmm. he thinks that he's got it in the bag. It's just mm-hmm. another manipulation tactic. Well, okay, so here's... here's I, I'm sorry, I hate but, to get all but, political, Adam. No, but... I'm upset. <laughs> who the fuck are you talking okay? to? <laughs> I am mad. <laughs> like, well, here, but here, here's, the, here's the thing. Like, ultimately, the coronavirus is the last thing we want in the news for Trump in order for him to yeah, win. Yeah, yeah. If he wants to win, he needs it needs to be about, you know, uh, safety in the suburbs. It needs to be, mm-hmm. you know, law and order. Those are the things he's essentially campaigning on. Everybody, everybody wildly Republican mm-hmm. Democrat even even his Trump hardcore fans even the fucking police officers believe that he fucked up the coronavirus 
uh, yeah, no, uh, a reaction to it. Notice how they always they always talk about, oh, you know, I shut down the I shut down the I shut down the borders, and you Democrats mm-hmm. thought it was xenophobic. It's like, dude. Shut the fuck up, man. Like he's like he he in the debate he said in the debate he said what are you talking about? I had a perfect reaction. I sent all this PPE, I shut down the economy. Bro, this is like that Chris Rock bit. It's like, dude, you want a fucking cookie? That's the bare minimum, bro. That is that is for a for a country's leader, that is the bare minimum for mm-hmm. to for a reaction. The other thing is improving testing. He didn't do shit. And so the fact that the the problem is is that because uh, this is in the news right now. He is at a 10-point loss. Uh, Biden is in a double-digit lead right now, according to the, the most recent poll. So he did, there, that's where I feel like it's uh, it's it's real. That said, I'm a little bit of conspiracy theorist. Don't believe well. the polls, and don't believe the polls. I'm also uh, I'm also a little bit of conspiracy theorist. Let's say he makes it through two weeks from now, and all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. He decides, even if he you doesn't, know even if he dies, even if he dies, they'll push through this fucking uh, well, yeah. uh, what yeah. is it called? Like Amy, they'll, they'll push through this Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, they'll push down. They'll, they'll push through the Handmaid's Tale and the lame duck. If 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 Biden wins, they'll do it. The Republicans do it. The Democrats have no fucking spine to do. Man, if but they, yeah, the this, push through, this man, this man is all about branding, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the perfect opportunity for the branding that he could actually, instead of doing the tough guy, fuck, I don't need masks. This is the perfect opportunity for him to say, guys, we need masks. I'm taking it serious now. That's what I'm... That's what I'm <laughs> no one loves about. masks more than me. Whoa, whoa, hold on. I got the world's biggest mask now. Biden doesn't have Biden's a mask. mask is tiny, tiny mask. Tiny mask. <laughs> I got the world's biggest mask now. Yeah. What are you going to say, Jessica? No, no, no. He, he, uh, when he left Walter Reed today, he stood in front of the White House and took his mask off. Yeah. So it's it's already it makes me feel that. good. He's not doing it's it. Yeah. 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 I'm not gonna lie. I, I'd be so upset though. Like if he came out and was like, "We need the mask and blah blah blah," and then all of his supporters then followed suit. I'd just be like, "No, no, now, no, now, fuck it. We're all gonna go without a mask. You wanted no mask? Boom, bitch. You've got no mask." I'd be well, so let's... upset. I'll be ooh, ooh. I want to. I just want to watch this video real quick because this is kind of relating to our our interview that's coming up. Um, this is Trump, who while he was at the hospital, decided to go on a little joyride just outside of it. And I'm not sure if y'all seen. It. I'm sure you did, but here we go. Mm-hmm. Actually, I haven't seen it. So we see a black Escalade. There you go, Ed. Um, Driving around Trump fans, and now we see Donald Trump waving and clapping, wearing a mask. It's an actor. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> uh, it's Anthony well, Tamnick. If if he if he were really <laughs> how awesome would were, that be? <laughs> if he were really tough, he would have been driving around in a compressor, and that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> True though. Okay, two two things on this. Uh, why didn't he just drive the car himself? Obviously, he's very sick, so you know, obviously, but that would have been the safest Trump? option, and it would have showed oh, him to be the strength, the the strongest. Sorry, somebody just I was, sorry. As I say, Trump does not have a driver's license. That man has never had to drive in his life. He's never. He's a New Yorker. He's a New Yorker guy. Don't do that. 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 He's from New York. He's from New York. New York. Don't don't you do it. 
Secondly, it's pizza for some reason. It must be this Chicago water. Anyways, uh, listen. The what? second thing is he put. <laughs> uh, <laughs> second thing. I was going to thank. Second thing is that he put these people driving the car, which is his uh, secret service, at risk. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a the that car is hermetically sealed uh, from uh, uh, chemical attacks. Therefore, it's just it is just as uh, <laughs> shout out to Pizza Rat. Uh, it is just as um, in uh, he's they're more at risk being that close in proximity with circulated air than in any possible scenario. Mm-hmm. And for this man to like go on a photo op, he put. At least two people, three people in danger mm-hmm. for for that, and that's and that's the person we're dealing with here. And it is so important for these civil servants, these people that are serving our country, to be protected. But he's he doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't give a fuck. This is the this is the rich person virus, guys. This mm-hmm. is the this is the virus that if you get it and you're rich, totally fine. But if you're if you are a uh, a civil servant. An essential worker, you're, you have to deal with the repercussions, and they want to take your health care away. Well, I don't. I don't care how rich Trump is. I feel like if you're if you're eating McDonald's and well done steaks, and you're 75 years old, the long term. If he survives this, the long term effects of COVID, we don't know them yet, but they are probably going to be very like apparent. Uh, if, even if it's like you know early onset dementia, if it's like you know br- respiratory issues. Uh, if it's like blood problems, this guy refuses to eat anything that's not like a disgusting fucking like black like black charred fucking steak and like fast food. I don't care how good your healthcare is. I I think I think this has. I think we are officially beyond the point of like speculation, and, and we're at the, the we're at the point of like uh, we, our wildest imaginations uh, are reality. Like our, the the hypothetical scale has like has officially hit the reality scale. Like if this, this year's talks anything, it's like nothing is out of the playbook. Um, I think no matter what, if he lives or dies, it will be very apparent what COVID has an effect uh, on the longevity uh, of like your, the rest of your life. Yeah, very much so. Well, um, we are about to cut to this video with uh, Lori Candinas, who is a union worker that is trying to get PPE to uh, city of Los Angeles, uh, civil servants and uh, Orange County civil servants. Uh, but before we do that, and then when we come back, we're playing a trivia game that's called the Recap Game Show, uh, hosted by Jesse, Sam, and Ezra. Uh, but uh, before we do that, any final thoughts before we go? Uh, Denzel, I might have cut you off a few times. Yeah, Orioles. No. Uh, go ahead. No, uh, no uh, I was just going to say that, I mean, like all tragedies, at least. You know, we always get good internet jokes, and I did love one tweet I saw that said it like quoted his uh, "Hey, I've got COVID" at Trump, and it said, "I like my presidents who don't get COVID," and I was like, "That's right, you get him back for his John McCain. This is righteous justice." <laughs> I just love that. Like inside, I was like, "Yeah, that's it." Uh, thanks, man. Uh, Jesse, any final thoughts? Um, just listen. Uh, Get on those propositions. Um, <laughs> big, big fan propositions. Uh, check out the websites Sam mentioned. Um, yes. And l- listen, if you like Tupac, you also like music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Uh, Sam, what you got? Um, I will say that, um, you know, we have to vote for Biden, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> Medicare for all. Medicare we for definitely, all. We definitely did talk about this before, yes. Um, <sighs> I, it took every fire of my being to do it. Uh, it was tough. Uh, Bernie would have decimated Trump in that debate. Bernie is the start of the revolution, and he probably won't run next election cycle. And um, I don't really have a point. I'm just kind of like, I, I'm drunk off wine. I'm talking about how socialism is honestly the only way towards a utopia society as we venture into this world that's more and more controlled by technology and labor jobs become uh, obsolete. And we should want to work. We shouldn't have to work. That is not the American way. We need to stop glorifying hard work. We need to start glorifying having jobs that we actually want to do. Um, and that, and I'm Thanks. excited to play the recap game show. I came up with a very good idea. So hell yeah, I'm mm-hmm. very excited about it. Uh, <laughs> Ezra, any final thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I I love what Sam said. I I uh, I was a I was a big time Bernie fan in 2016. I'm happy to vote for Biden now. It's hard to not get to vote for who you want, but it's great to get to vote for who will do something better than the other motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> so that's good. Um, just in terms of like. Trump having COVID, man. <laughs> that was, that was good. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. All right. Um, Edward, close nope. it out for us, man. Nah. Go ahead one more time. I stepped on <laughs> it. Stepped on your joke. There was no joke. There was no joke. Okay. I got nothing to say, Edward, man. Edward. Edward. What's up? Edward, do you remember mm-hmm. when... Uh, when- Kanye did that interview with Zane Lowe when Jesus when Jesus came out. Kanye did an interview with Zane Lowe, and mm-hmm. he talks about how uh, artists, music artists, need to start venturing out into other sort of art forms, which mm-hmm. was like fa- for him, it's like fashion and industry. And he talked about Polaroid, and he said, mm-hmm. "Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck does she know about cameras?" And it is one of the funniest <laughs> moments in yeah. Kanye lore. Mm-hmm. I implore you to look it up. Type in Kanye Polaroid. No, I know. Very funny to you. I don't know. I know. I don't know. Is this a diss towards me, babe? No, 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 no. He's like, I'm like, 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 video. Are we going to do All right, we'll be right back with all those guests from the live show in just a moment. But what we're going to do right now is we're going to talk to Denzel and we're going to talk to his aunt, Lori Kendinas, who is an awesome, awesome person. I could not thank her anymore for coming on the show and talking about her experience. She's a union representative and she has been doing it so long. And more importantly, her job is to get PPE for civil servants in Los Angeles and Orange County and for our government. And it it was such a cool interview. So please stay tuned. But before we do, please, if you haven't already, follow us at Go Finger Guns on all the social medias and give us a five-star review on iTunes. It really, really helps. We're at about 4.5 on our ratings right now. It would really, really help if we're back up at five. So please go check that out. It's in the link on the show right now. Go click on that. Just give us a five-star review. It really helps out. All right, here we go with this very special interview with union representative Lori Kendinas. Here we go.
Lori Candinas, thank you so much for sitting down with uh, Denzel and I. It's my pleasure to be here, and thank you for having me. Yeah, I just want to say there is, a, I guess we should say that uh, Denzel, you and uh, Lori know each other. Uh, why don't we go ahead and introduce that? So, uh, Denzel, how do you guys know each other? I mean, it's crazy. Like, I, I feel like I feel like she's known me my entire life. It probably has been that. That's my auntie. That's my TT. You know, that's my shooter. Y'all want a problem? I wouldn't suggest one. Shooter. Uh, I'm not gonna that's, explain. Okay. Uh, okay. Listen, we don't need to explain that. We don't okay. need to explain that. That's an inside that's family that joke. Need to be said. Okay. All yeah. right. That's fair. We'll just say clack clack. Bang bang. All right. You know, family is important. I believe in that too. So you got to have your families back at a at a certain point. I at I, I would imagine. So, uh, Lori, t- tell me about yourself. What, what what do you do? What's your occupation? Let's start there. Um, I am a union rep uh, for AFSCME, a District Council Thirty Six. Uh, prior to that, I was a union rep for Unite Here Local Eleven. I was with them for about 30 years and then I just did a job change here recently Um, and I am also an executive board member of National Action Network Los Angeles. Wow that is quite a resume let's go through them real quick uh, just really briefly so the first one that the first one you mentioned is is that your newest one that you've been at or have you been in that one for a while? I've been with AFSCME since December Uh, just passed probation day before yesterday they say, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, um, but doing the same work, still a union rep. I represent uh, county, city and municipal employees in Orange County, Los Angeles and the surrounding areas. Wow. And what's the profession in which that like the union um, represents? I represent uh, everything from um, city clerks district uh district not district attorneys but public defenders uh helicopter mechanics whoa really yes we i represent scientists of sort here in orange county at the orange county sanitation district all they do is test and do water that's their their thing is water um, wow! Wow! So um, it's a wide array. That of is a work. really big union. So that tells me that there's a lot of um, different. Um, I guess people want a lot of different things out of their out of their union. I would imagine. Um, I, Absolutely. I come from an event industry where we some of us were unionized. So, but it would still be like uh, you know your camera operator, your audio engineer, your um, your uh, you know person holding a light type of thing. Very much different professions, you know, very specific, but at the end of the day, it's still entertainment and hours and stuff. But what you're kind of describing to me is like, uh, you know, the site, like the, the helicopter pilot doesn't necessarily care what the scientist does like uh, for their hours. Right. Or anything. So tell me about that. How, how does, how does that work? Well, it was a learning curve for me because I was in private, the private sector with Unite Here. We represented hotel, restaurant, entertainment venues. Um, I went from the, the private side now into the public side. So where the crafts were very um, much the same uh, when I was with Unite Here, now they're way different. Way, I mean, we have bus mechanics, we have city clerks, we have administrative clerk, like everybody in city hall in the cities, we represent people in the various positions. 
um, as well as people who set the bugs and the little bug traps, so, you know, to try to make sure the mosquitoes and stuff don't kill you, <laughs> represent them too. Yeah. So, well, I, um, it sounds... And it's, I just want to add, sure. I just really want to add, it's the, the, she's been doing, like I said, that work, she's, like, it's my entire life, as long as I've been alive, is what she's been doing, and after working you you get it right like you hear about it but when you work in a job that uh has a union you kind of start to realize especially for me as someone who because when she mentioned uh hotels the hotel i used to work at when i used to work at the hilton was a part that union was one of the ones that uh, she looked out for so when you being in that hotel and seeing that job you start to really understand how kind of a much of a thankless job that department is because they have to deal with stuff from both sides. They're the people that are going on our behalf to go argue and, and debate and fight for uh, some of the most basic things that you think companies should give their employees. Uh, and they're fighting and they're fighting, they're fighting with the company. Then they're also fighting uh, with the workers because it's, it's their, their, their actions go underappreciated. Right. Not everyone really realizes how much work and how stressful it can be to not just have to argue for you, but now I have to argue with you because you're upset with me because this one, you're one individual and you wanted this specific thing and it didn't have like that middle ground. So it's a thankless, it's a thankless job. Yeah. To be honest. Well, Lori, uh, do, do you feel that way? Do you feel? Um... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you do not get in this business for love. Okay. Because you'll be out of it real quick. Yeah. So what's an example of uh, maybe you going to bat for um, maybe a, a union and um, that maybe was there, I'm, I'm, you probably can't actually speak about it, but if you can, that'd be great. But if, if there is an occurrence of you actually going to bat for, for something and maybe you're like somebody else got the glory for it. Oh, every day. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, wow. Every so, day. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, you'll go in there and fight your heart out for the worker and win the case, and the worker will still say, well, the company gave it to me. Well, no, the company didn't give it to you. I had to go in there and choke it out of them. You know, I um, worked... Well, that makes me... You know, actually, I'm, I'm questioning this because I used to work for the Beverly Wilshire. Oh, so you were with Unite Here Local 11. So we were... I, <laughs> this was maybe a year and a half ago, and so uh -oh. that's when they were trying to unionize. Uh -huh. And they were striking in front of the uh, the, the, hotel. The, the hotel, do big walkouts. Uh -huh. But it was such an interesting thing because, and I remember people, it was like, well, I, technically my company, uh, I was like a contractor within the Wilshire. Uh, we were PSAV, uh -huh. so I don't know if that's like oh, something right. you're familiar with. So we're like there, yeah. we're technically not employees, but we're there. So we weren't part of the right. union, we couldn't unionize like at all. We That right. wasn't our thing. So we weren't allowed to talk to them about it, but I would love seeing the union um, reps coming in, talking to all the individual workers who were, you know, working their butt off, like working in a hotel specifically, as far as, you know, my experience with it, they, I mean, it's just, it's just, hard they work, work so hard. And it's very hard work. And especially with unions, maybe we can talk about more about this considering now is that they are almost an, they are such an essential worker, especially for the, or sorry, the hotel workers are such an essential uh, workers because right. they couldn't, 
those people, you think those people wearing suits at the Wilshire are going to go out there, start delivering food, cleaning the bathrooms. So what no, they would, w- when they were going on strike, when I, while I was there, they would be on strike from like nine to one. And then they would go back to work because they couldn't, they don't want to burn the bridge completely. And correct. You have to, you have to find a very fine balance when you are in a labor dispute because you want to put pressure and you want to make them mad, but you still have to have that open door communication or negotiations won't go anywhere. Yeah. So how did you find yourself in this profession? How did you find yourself becoming a union leader? Oh, my mouth. (laughs) At the same hotel as my nephew for 20 years. Um, You know, I have a mouth and I had a file and the union was like, we are going to have to save you. (laughs) But they saw leadership in me. They just had to smooth me out for the for the industry. What's an example of um, the part of the, you said file, so they were, somebody was already reporting you at, at the time? Is that what you mean? Oh, meant? Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. What's an example of that? Of <laughs> Wait, sorry, say again. <laughs> I said I own every last bit of it. <laughs> well, what is it? What I mean, if you don't mind saying, is there something that you, uh, maybe like the first thing you maybe, the, maybe something you're very proud of in, uh, in, that was written down? Uh... Well, I was the one who actually brought the 401k plan into the Hilton. Wow. Um, back, back in 92, 93, somewhere in there uh, during the negotiations because they had no pension um, at that point. No pension and no sick pay. So those are two things that I fought for um, and very proud of, and they're still in the contract today. That's so, that's really, really cool. So it sounds like you're somebody that, um, you know, like you said, you used your, your ability to speak out and, and for good in, in a way. Um, what made you, what was, was there a turning point that you realized that you could use this ability to fight for other people? In the hotel. In the hotel, because before I left there, I was chief shop steward and I was representing front of the house, back of the house. You know, I pretty much had the lay of the land. Um, And the longer you work in in the industry, you learn, you know, the the issues that come up in each department. You know, housekeeping has its set of issues. You have a a large woman membership. Uh, they put themselves in danger every time they go up to a room. You know, you, your cook, you, you got to look out for your cooks, make sure they have all the tools they need. Your front desk agents, there's, you know, every department has specific needs. And it was my job to make sure we, they got them. And then so uh, it sounds like as, as well as being able to speak for people, um, I think a, a big part of it as well sounds like people needed you needed to be able to be approachable would you so um when did was there maybe a specific um instance where somebody came to you and that inspired you to um speak out for them countless (laughs) maybe the first time maybe the first Um, time uh i can't even remember (laughs) i'll give you i'll give you i'll give you uh an interesting example while i was working at the hilton um Things got, I'm not going to say 
tumultuous, but we were on the verge of what was that now? Like going on strike. Uh, And here's my thing: like, out of you know me, I'm a super like laid back sort of individual. My like my like my aunt said, my like she has a mouth. I definitely inherited that between her and my mom. Uh, (laughs) a, a, A mouth that's it's like it's it's I'm I'm intelligent. I said these are things that I these are traits that I get from them. So <laughs> we were in 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 that little standpoint. Like my aunt's right there in the front of it. Like it's not like a she's I I don't a lot of those people that that work with her they do work with her, but it's it's this thing where it's kind of like no she's here she's here she's here she's here and there is definitely like a oh the union rep is here like but whenever. I would be at work. The funny thing is they, at some point we tried to keep it quiet that she was my aunt because the, that, that space between management and um, the union is obviously not like they're not best friends. Right. Um, Because uh, even management, that's not upper management. um, They're going to lean and kind of lead over to the side of the, the hotel. You have this person who's now in here. That's, Okay, well, they have a direct connection to the union. Even if I am chill about it, it's a rep. So when we were about to go to strike, they were asking, they started to ask people, which I guess technically you're not supposed to do. Um, right. If if there's a strike, uh, would you guys do it? Would you guys, like, you guys do it? The only person that they didn't ask <laughs> was me. Because <laughs> you was they already me. knew the because, answer. <laughs> yeah, and we're, like without even asking, and and I mean, somebody else asked me, like, hey, Denzel, if we go on a strike, I was like, I'm gonna let you know. Like at this point, everyone knows who my aunt is. I'm gonna let you guys know right now. Um, if there's a strike, if I am told that everyone's walking out, you can I yeah. I'm just telling other people, not management. I'm like, um, yeah, I have to. That there's not a it's not even yeah. it's not a choice. Yeah. yeah. I got a call. And this is how this is how I, I want people to understand. My aunt loves me, uh, and my little brother. Uh to the yeah, to the moon and back. But don't don't get that confused. She definitely called me and said, nephew, I'm just letting you know that there's probably going to be a strike. Uh, there's going to be a walkout and, you know, you're going to need to do that. And I was like, oh, OK, that's fine. <laughs> because I'm not getting I'm not I'm not crossing. She's like, I, I can't have you. You can't, you can't have your nephew peck, crossing the picking line. I was like, plus, aside from that, y'all not going to watch me get my ass beat. <laughs> Break them legs. Break I'm not you doing that. <laughs> but like you, you didn't like have I've a watched, choice. I've is watched, what you're saying? Yeah, no. I mean, and, and, and ultimately, though, but I've watched, I've watched my aunt fight for just injustices in every standpoint. Like I said, you have the union thing, but you also have my entire life. She's been a part of the political space as well, and like all the like she's she's from in and younger people don't always appreciate the older guard that came before them in terms of fighting for social injustice and stuff like that but she's she's been doing this a long time mm. a long time yeah and again another thankless thing like you have to be built a certain way totally to do yeah. that work that's thankless because you have like not only like i said is she is she fighting you also have the hurdle of even within that she's a black woman within that space right who, who typically those are the people that fight for the hardest but they're off times overshadowed by the other one like the 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 men or this or that it's it's not always you know hey these women fought for us like you go there it's a lot of women that are working well it's a lot of women that are sacrificing time 
I that's kind of what I wanted to um, you know asking like, the question of um, you know what inspired you to um, eventually become a, a rep and speak out for people um, was that was there, it was it a, ma- a matter of representation was it a matter of like um, com- like people enough people were coming up to you saying we need to do this we need to do this and did you just see did you just fill a, a void like a vacuum or like was there a moment where you kind of reflected and was like, this is me. I'm going to be the one that do that. Or was it more like a, just a knee-jerk reaction? You know, like, did you just, I'm doing this. You know, like, didn't even think about it. I think it boiled down to just people coming to me, either in a group or individually, um, to, to be their voice. People are afraid. 99.9% of the time, they're afraid and they don't want to challenge management. They don't feel comfortable going to HR uh, to say whatever it is they need to say. So I became that voice. And then after a while, you know, word would get around, oh, you got to go see Lori in PBX. Right. Go see Lori in communications. So at that point, it just became my passion. I mean... How? It's uh, it's, huh? Oh, sorry, not to interrupt. Sorry. It's it's tough to to watch people uh, who actually have an issue and either can't articulate it, too afraid to articulate it, um, and will just sit back and take the abuses because they're afraid. Um, and for me, I you know I think my goal at sixteen was to save the world. I just didn't know how I was going to do it. Um, but God makes no mistakes. He definitely put me in, in a space where I would flourish and, um, I've had a great career. That's really, really cool. And honestly, I mean, how great does it feel to like, say like, like essentially fuck you to the HR? Like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I tell people all the time I get a paycheck to cuss out management. Yeah, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna say that like when people like ask like, oh, What's your answer? She gets to cuss people out and get paid for it. Like, that is amazing. (laughs) That is so great. Um, Well, so if we could transition to something a little bit more uh, topical, is how how is it being a a rep during these incredibly, you know, challenging times, especially for hotel workers, especially for uh, people working in the essential services industry? Well, you know, prior with Unite Here, you see that the hospitality industry has been decimated uh, by the plague. (laughs) It laid off about 80% of the membership. Um, Your arenas are shut down. Your hotels are, those that are open, you know, occupancy is is in, in the gutter. Right. Um, in my job I'm in now with city, county, and municipal, just as bad, you know, the city of L.A. wants to do furloughs. We are currently in negotiations uh, with the council and the mayor to, you know, negotiate and figure out how we can mitigate some of those furloughs. Cities have lost so much money due to sales tax suspension. Um, their budgets are being blown wide open. Uh, the government has not helped the cities uh, in terms of revenue. And it, it's probably one of the hardest times to be a union rep because you don't always have good news. It's like somebody's going to be laid off. It's just a matter of how do we mitigate the number. Now, do you, are, 
I'm curious because it it is like you said a plague, and it's not even like this isn't necessarily like the new shareholders are deciding to cut the budget, you know, or like new owners are deciding like this is how we're doing things. This is like, um, we have to do this in order to survive type type of stuff. So I'm wondering, do you find yourself maybe, and you could totally not answer this, and we can move on, but do you find yourself not relating to the HR department in this moment, like maybe, but maybe like you're not going to say fuck you to, to the person's trying to lay out yeah. because you, you know, is there a level of understanding of what's going on? Are you, or is it more like, no, this is unacceptable. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, yeah, yeah. It, it depends on the, the city and it depends on the HR for the most part. We have worked in collaboration, but I do have one or two knuckleheads. <laughs> and, you know, I always try to tell them, you haven't always been mayor, city manager, whatever your position might be. You didn't just wake up here. You had to claw and fight to get here. Uh, don't forget where you came from, though. Mm. You know, sometimes it works, sometimes not, because you do have people out there that just don't care. Workers are a, a number. They're not a person to some employers. Right. They're they're number. Yeah, what do you what do you find yourself fighting for the most right now um, within the the unions that you lead? Uh, PPE uh, for the cities to make sure that um, you know uh, the workers are when they do come back that they come back safely. Folks are spread out. You know our whole job with the city of LA right now is to go department by department um, and make sure you have distancing, make sure you have masks, gloves, wipes, whatever it is, uh, so that the workers are safe. If you if you don't mind saying, again, this is another one we can brush past, but has there been an instance where it where it's just like shut it down, this is not safe that you've seen so yes. far? Can you would, yes. would you mind going into that? Uh, without giving details, it was a uh, department city, and they weren't complying in terms of spacing. The AC was out, so we got a ventilation problem. Okay. So we put on our mask and our gloves, and we went on down there and shut it down. <laughs> Good. Good. What does it What does it take to to shut it down? You're just like everybody walk out right now, or you're like, do you bring? You tell the manager. Yeah. You know it's not safe. These people are in danger. So you know we're running into the Cal OSHA issues now because it's not safe. Gotcha. Gotcha. And they, those are they like, must leave. Go into. Can you just briefly go into Cal OSHA for somebody that doesn't necessarily know what that is? Cal OSHA is a department in California that um, deals with safety within the workplace in, in terms of, you know, making sure you're uh, letting folks know when there's water on the ground, mm -hmm. uh, how, how high up someone goes on a ladder. Right. They make sure that workers have safety on the job. And that's pretty much applies to every single business in California. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is something like you can literally like it's 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 a law for the OSHA compliance. And so it, mm -hmm. you literally have when you're walking into these rooms, I would imagine, or the the organizations that are being, you know, not complying, you can literally say you're breaking the law right now. Mm -hmm. And you're putting people's lives in danger. Right. 
now, as dramatic as it sounds, that that's the truth. No, I, I about people's lives. So we won't accept anything less than perfection um, when you are bringing these workers back to work, or we'll shut it down, and you'll just have to keep paying them admin pay or whatever mm-hmm. until you get your department straight. Is there is there a profession that you think is struggling the the hardest within your within the union that you lead or uh, rep? Um, it would be the smaller cities. The smaller cities are suffering. Their their budgets are just killed mm. by COVID, and they haven't. You know, again, uh, the Senate has not given these cities uh, any revenue to, to help make up for the loss of of the sales tax. And you're talking about the, the state Senate, correct? No, I'm talking about the in, oh. in Washington. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. So like, yeah, the you know, they, emergency funds. They, they put loans out, uh, big businesses who didn't even need the damn loan. Yeah. <laughs> Small businesses didn't get anything and black and brown owned businesses forget about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think the smaller cities are really taking the brunt. Yeah, that, that makes, I mean, it, it makes the most sense. Obviously, you know, Los Angeles is such a, you know, like, in, for instance, it just takes up all the things you're Santa, you know, Santa Ana, uh, Anaheim or whatever, because that's where you're kind of nearby. Um, well, we are kind of, you know, uh, coming to a little bit of the the, the uh, close here. So I, I, I do want to, I have one special question to ask you. <laughs> um, what's what's your favorite story about Denzel um, uh, <laughs> that, we, that you're willing to divulge? Uh, the nephew. Well, when he was little, little guy, it would just crack me up. He would just fall out anywhere and go. <laughs> I mean, and go what? Go to sleep. <laughs> you know, we walk down the hallway and there he is. Boom. Middle of the hallway sleep. Okay, just step over him. <laughs> well, Which is a funny thing now because, like, I don't sleep that much. Which <laughs> <laughs> is hilarious. Can I, I will say one of my funniest things about my aunt, though. This is probably, like, my favorite out of all the protests. And she travels... Like I said, everywhere. Like I said, for for injustice work, all that. My the my favorite thing that she's ever protested is she's she's protested. Oh, say that, say that say that again one more time. <laughs> we lost you. We lost you a little bit. Your favorite oh, your favorite my, thing was what? Oh, my favorite my favorite thing is that she's protested Disneyland in in Anaheim. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait for it. In a Minnie Mouse outfit. The whole, there's a whole bunch of people. They're all the signs and the whole thing. Got arrested. <laughs> Got arrested. So, like, if anyone, if anyone does it, yeah, yeah. If anyone doesn't, so like, that's a, this, my aunt is someone that has literally, like, oh, whenever those protests, when people get arrested, some, a lot of times at protests, like, there's voluntary arrest as well. She's always one of the first people to, right. boom. I mean, we, we can gotta go- get arrested. Okay, cool. I'll do it. Yeah, I, I we, let's if we don't mind, before we kind of really wrap it up, let's, we can talk about the your protesting uh, side of things. Uh, um, what I mean, I, I I don't know. Like I, I just 
I find it so admirable, somebody who has been fighting for people and for fighting uh, for people that don't have a voice as a job, and then also to take your your all your free time to then also do that um, really speaks to somebody that really wants to 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 do that. So uh, what can, let's can we go slightly into the history of you protesting as well? Did, was it always kind of hand in hand or? Um, yeah, it's yeah. hand in hand. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, that is a form. It is a tool, one of the tools uh, that we use to get attention. Of course, in the t- in the time that we're in right now, and through my work with National Action Network, you can imagine that we have been out protesting almost nonstop uh, behind the uh, police murder of black men uh, and brown men and women. Um, so we are working very hard uh, to push on that. We have to have change. The killing has to stop. You know, I started doing that to keep my nephews alive. Mm. You know, I have two black nephews. I have two black godsons and their life is in danger every time they walk out of the damn door. You know, we had to have these conversations. Keep your hands on the steering wheel. Don't be tripping with the police. Just, you know, uh, and, and we shouldn't have to have those conversations. And that is what drives me the most in my civil rights work is that I have a personal uh, tie to it. Right. We won't, I won't stop. I will not stop until we see justice and we see these police departments uh, taken down and built back up. And as someone who also like works closely with city officials and stuff too, I, mm-hmm. I would imagine when you're out there protesting, you, I mean, you have a very unique uh, um, perspective regarding what it takes to maybe defund or uh, move some of the money in policing to an, a separate sector that would maybe be more social work Correct. and stuff too. Correct. And we did a huge push in LA. They did uh, move $150 million. It's still not enough out of a $3 billion budget, uh, but it's a start. Um, when we say defund the, pol- the police, we aren't saying get rid of them. We, no police. That's not, not realistic. Uh, we'll turn into Thunderdome around here. For that <laughs> shit. So we can't do that. What we mean is uh, move that uh, millions of dollars out of there and put it into the community uh, that they have overlooked and come into and treat us like dogs. Mm. move money into those communities so that these people can flourish and live the American dream uh, like everyone else. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a, a really great, uh, I mean, speaking of, of the Beverly Hills uh, and uh, Beverly Wilshire, there, there's something to be said about um, there's not, I think when kind of when the protests uh, were kind of happening again in, in June, there was this kind of theory uh, about the whole de- quote unquote defunding of the police. Um, mm-hmm. That is like, it's not that the communities that maybe have a high c- crime rate need more police. They need more investment into the infrastructure of the, right. of the, of the city. Of the community. You don't, right. you don't go to Beverly Hills and like see a bunch of cops. You're like, wow, this is a nice place. This is nice. <laughs> You see nice right. buildings, you see clean streets, and you yep. and 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 it's because of that that the crime rates are lower. Yet you go to right. your, your like those crime uh, more 
more, uh, there's more crime in, the, in, in certain cities mm-hmm. and you see cops f- driving by all the time. But do you feel, yeah. do you, does, you know, driving there, do you feel like it's better than Beverly Hills? No, it's, but it's, it's, no. It, but part of the, and, and, and it's the fear mongering of, of it all that, that is like, right. we have to give more cops. That's how you stop the bad guys. And it's right. such a superficial thing. It is, and it's a it's a um, it's a cycle that we are going to break. We have to. We are at uh, a time, uh, as as the late uh, John Lewis said, we have to go get in good trouble. Mm-hmm. If you see something, say something. Um, when I met him, and he talked to me, and I'll never forget, he told me, you know, the work you're doing is God's work. And you keep doing it and you don't stop. Even when you are down and tired, keep going. He said, even if it means sacrificing your life. Um, and I took that to heart and I've really tried to, to uh, be an activist on that level. Wow. I, I love that. I love that so much. Um, I think that's a really great place to end the, the conversation here. And um, Lori, please keep getting into good trouble. Please stay. Uh, yes, oh, she will. To yes, stay sir. safe. <laughs> and uh, bef- before we kind of fully wrap up, is there something you want to tell our listeners and our viewers that uh, maybe that they something that they can do to help um, in any way? Yes, get out and vote. Uh, November third. Well, I'm going to say vote early. If you live anywhere where you can vote early, do so. Yeah. If you are a permanent absentee voter, get your ballot, fill it out, take it to the voter registrar's office. Then we don't even have to deal with the post office mm-hmm. and all the shenanigans they're trying to pull there. Mm-hmm. We have to get out. We have to vote. Um, it is the, the one thing that can uh, effectuate change. And then I would also challenge people to look deep within themselves, my brothers and sisters of color. Um, if you are interested in running for an office, by all means, get in the game. You can start uh, with a neighborhood council, association, uh, city, uh, city council, mayor, wherever you think that you can fit in in government, by all means, run for office. And um, stay in them streets. <laughs> uh, well, and if somebody really wanted to take it an extra step further, is um, are any of the organizations you're working with have any sort of volunteer or? Um... Absolutely, um, they can reach out to National Action Network Los Angeles. We have a Facebook page, Twitter, um, IG, uh, or they can call me directly. If you come in contact with anyone, by all means, give them my info and I'll be more than happy to direct them. Awesome. Well, th- thank you so much. Um, <laughs> this thank is you. Nephew, did you have a question? Uh, no, but I, there's, well, there's a question. I just want to continue to uh, heat my aunt's praises. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> uh, I want people to understand she's a real one. Uh, just, just so you know, Adam, believe it or not, there's a good chance that my aunt might have been the reason why good old Joe Biden grabbed uh, that young uh, that young Kamala Harris. Yes, indeed. Might have been a good reason. What Go do ahead, you mean? Give, give him that one. Just give him that real quick. Just give him that yeah. one. Oh, my gosh. Just, 
Just a little bit nephew. Just a little bit. Okay. So he, uh, National Action Network, in conjunction with the uh, Baptist Ministers Conference of Los Angeles, brought him out last year. Um, and I went to the event where he was at, and I told them, like, one, VP has to be a black woman. I didn't say a woman of color. I'm specific, a black woman. And I told him my preference was Kamala Harris. Wow. My vote, that's what I needed to see on the ticket. And he took that to heart. And now we have Kamala Harris. That's, Clearly. I mean, look. I mean, look. Clearly. <laughs> I'm just saying. Here we are. Well, I mean, if maybe you could tell them next time that the the uh, America's National Podcast is Finger Guns Comedy, that would be really helpful for the show. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. You got it. Thank you so much. You thank it. you so much. Ooh, uh, we could All use right. it. Uh, thank you so much, Lori. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Uh, please, uh, if anybody's interested in, in volunteering with them Love and you. then... Yeah, uh, volunteering with them uh, and then uh, checking out any of the social medias that will be in the show notes of the show. Uh, Lori, thank you so much. Uh, my, I mean, thank you for having me, Adam. Love you, nephew. That's my Love you, too. Right <laughs> we'll catch you next time. All right. Thank you. All right, bye. All right, everybody, that'll do it for the show this week. I want to give a very special shout out to Lori Candidas. You can follow her at Gangsta for Justice. That's G-A-N-G-S-T-A-F-O-R-J-U-S-T-I-S-E. Gangsta for Justice. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. This three-year anniversary means so much to us, and to have a guest like you on the show means so much. So thank you so much. Uh, I do want to give a special shout out to Sam Johnson. Uh, you can follow him at hashtag Sam. That's at hashtag with an H. That's a special, you know, you spell it out. And then I also want to give a, a shout out to Jesse. Uh, you can follow him at too much Jesse on uh, Instagram and Twitter. He's a super, he, I mean, follow this dude. He is just blowing it up on the tweets. Please go do that. And as always, uh, follow Ezra Parter, Ezra Partier. Follow Edward James at Edward J. Rosales. Follow Steve Sotelo at Steve underscore Sotelo. Follow Amelia at Caras de Amelia on Instagram. Follow Denzel at Sir Suavemente. And follow me at Adam R. Mac. And make sure you follow us at Go Finger Guns on all the social medias. We have so much stuff. And please stay tuned. We are dropping a very special episode on Thursday that is playing the recap game show on this channel about finger guns go please go check that out we have a whole rest of the show it was so fun that we uh filmed live please go check that out also please go check out Ezra's show apocalypse tips with lester pips it's on thursday at 7 p.m go check out a live and make sure you check out our brand new show fake news it is so much fun we make fun of all the news for the week on fridays at 7 p.m pacific please go check that out all right until next time It must be this Chicago water. Finger guns comedy.
when you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, with hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, with today's low rates, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. With a cash-out refinance from Rocket Mortgage, you could consolidate and pay off high-interest debt, tackle home improvements that could add value to your home, or even set aside cash for your child's future education. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this, what can give you the technology to refinance easily and save money? Rocket can. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. That's 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Savings are based on quick loans, internal data, points and fees may apply. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing letter, license in all 50 states, and analyst consumer access.org number 330.